It's time for the Diamond in the Rough podcast with your hosts, Dan Collins and a 120 with your ass and 130, <laughs> 131 strikeouts. And Sam Ostrowski. Oh, yes. Diamond in the Rough podcast, episode 13. Dan Collins, Sam Ostrowski flying this baseball plane. Thank you all, the lovely listeners, for tuning in to what I would call the unlucky episode. Don't like the number 13, Sam. We went over this. I'm superstitious. Well, it's a I don't fine, like the number six. Number. Don't like the number 13. I'm a baseball guy. Baseball guys are superstitious. Superstitious. See, I can't even talk. It's a jinx. We're on show 13. Kit, Dan. What do you think? What do you think the devil's going to come get you? The number six? No, is that what it that. is? Well, we're on 13 anyways. I get the odd episodes. Uh, I host the odd episodes, I will say, and we're on 13, and this is... The bad numbers. You get all the bad numbers. But I'll tell you what's good. Opening day. It's come. It's gone. Aren't you happy? It's like, what's the word I'm looking for? Endorphins? The happy stuff that goes off in your head? You're a workout type of guy. <laughs> Isn't that what happens when you work out? There's like the happy things that go off in your brain? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll just keep it at that. Doesn't I'm going to be- let you give the description there. But yeah, no, it's it was great. Opening day was everything I could have hoped for and more. I hope it was the same for you, Dan. Um, getting a phone call. I'm gonna ignore. You're that. a very important person. Yeah, I am, but that's okay. Typically, we we would edit stuff like that out. I'm leaving it in. It's, it's, I'm leaving your phone well, call. Well, now my in girlfriend's there. gonna know that it, I ignored uh, her phone call. But that's she. Yeah, you see, I was gonna say she's you used to you, it. You could have right? lied and just said that was your agent or something like that, getting us on the line. I'm an honest guy, Dan. Okay, I'm an honest guy. One more. There is one thing I wanted to talk about prior to this podcast. It's sports related, I guess, and. I actually didn't look into anything because I wanted to ask you specifically. You had invited me to WrestleMania on Sunday. I did. Thanks for the offer. I didn't accept. Um, I was actually <laughs> celebrating my birthday with my family, actually. I really, otherwise, I really would have wanted to come out and watch WrestleMania. So the thing I've been seeing on Twitter and Facebook a lot and all these other Instagram pages, which we are on. You can follow Diamond in the Rough on Twitter at Diamond Podcast. Catch us out on Facebook at uh, Diamond in the Rough Podcast. Email us. We actually, two emails? Two. We, got, we have today? Dose. We have we're dose. Getting, we're getting into dose emails today. If you want to email us, it's a Gmail, Diamond in the Rough Podcast at gmail.com. So, what I wanted to ask you about was Undertaker. This is sports related, right? He this re- is a very, yeah. This okay. is a sport. Wrestling's a sport. So, Undertaker on Sunday, WrestleMania, retired. Yes. I promise this is only going to take like two minutes. Well, two minutes. he uh, spoiler alert: he lost his match. It was the it was the main event. Okay, and then at the end, you, he, you don't do spoiler alert when it was a lie. This isn't a movie. You it's can't. Still a spoiler alert. Someone might have recorded it. Whatever. It's WrestleMania. It's a big deal. People don't want to know spoilers. <sighs> That's okay? not how spoiler alerts. Work. And the Hardy no. Boys return. That's Oops. like saying spoiler alert: um, the Giants lost on opening day. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it is not. It's the same thing. It's amazing. That's event. what a you just people, did. A lot of people record it because they can't get to it right away. This happened. That's on like Sunday. last year saying only Chicago reference. On... Oh, spoiler alert! The Cubs won. The Cubs won okay, the World Series. Okay, that was Series. months ago. This was. That's like Sunday. if you said it, it was the next Sunday. day. Today is Tuesday. Whatever. Spoiler alert. Anyways, he lost yeah, his match. So he lost his match, and he to to um oh my Roman Reigns. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Roman Reigns, who everyone hates. Okay. All right. uh, but he took his gloves off, took his hat off, took his coat off. And he, <laughs> just stripping in the ring? Basically, he's just stripping away? Yeah, he folded it all up and he put it in the center of the Okay, what did he fold up? His, his, his jacket. <laughs> okay. He folded uh, up his jacket, he put his hat on top, put his gloves on top, uh, and then he, he walked away. So essentially, yeah, given the idea that this was his last match, which 
it really should be the guy's been doing it forever and everyone appreciates him blah 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 thanks but, for the wonderful narration yeah, sam you know, so now we're taking too much time on this so what i wanted to get to was so very quickly he he was undefeated in rest, at wrestlemania until last year yeah he got his first loss so why didn't he just retire then like what's so he went back to wrestlemania again he lost last year to Brock Lesnar. See, I, remember, I don't even watch wrestling anymore. I used to love wrestling. I haven't Honestly, watched I, I, five to seven years. My I buddy sounds going to be so mad, but I can't remember. Okay, well, I thought I, it was Triple H, but I can't It was remember. Brock Lesnar. No, he beat he Triple, beat H, Triple yeah. H. And Brock Lesnar yeah. did it. You're right, you're right. So, it, it, to me, that kind of like, whatever. Like, because he already kind of, lost the record. Yeah, he already lost the record. Why, <clears throat> why didn't you win last year and now lose? Like, when he lost, he should have retired. I'll put it in a nutshell. It's so that way we can move it, move on. Okay. The WWE refuses to let the past go. Yes. They continue to hold on to the past. If you, WrestleMania included, ready? Undertaker. Yeah, Ric Flair, like, wrestled the Hard, was like The 80. Hardy Boys. Right. The Ric Flair wasn't there, but his daughter's in it now. Because that's the best era. Uh, it was the best era, but yeah. it's to the point now where they're so overplaying it, so overdoing it. It's like, you just, it's just too the much. The special appearances are great, and yeah. keep those up, but it's, it, there's no more surprises. But the only surprise to me was The Rock and Stone Cold. Neither of them showed up, so I was pretty surprised about that. Stone but Cold has better things to do. They both have better things to do. He's the most kick-ass one, but he has way better things to do. The Rock is probably making another movie. <clears throat> Going from bad news, Undertaker retiring, to great news, we'll go around the diamond. We talked about it a little last episode. We wanted to see what type of prospects, the interesting prospects, if I'm using the right word, we're going to make the opening day rosters. Any of them catch your eye? Of course there's a few. Uh, I mean, of course, the one thing I think that stands out that neither of us, I'm sure, were surprised about is that most of the big names did not make the opening day roster. There was a, there were a couple, uh, a couple of the ones that we all knew about that basically made the roster last year uh, and are still rookie eligible. But a couple names that I personally wanted to point out that I really think was one a good move by the team, uh, and two are players that have a chance to make an immediate impact. First, I'm going to look at the Oakland A's. Jarrell Cotton. So, Cotton made... What do you have for him, Cotton? <laughs> Bold made... move, Cotton. He made the opening day roster. He's 25 years old. He was a 20th round pick by the Dodgers. Um, really a guy who's worked his way up. You know, he's had, he's had to go through every level of the minors to prove himself. And year after year, he continues to put up great numbers. Continues to prove that he's someone who deserves a, a major league roster spot. Uh, and finally, here he is. And guess what? He's the number three starter for the Oakland A's. So it's not only did he make the opening day roster, the guy's the third best starter on the on the ball club, according to the manager, because otherwise you want to put him in that spot. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cotton can do. Uh, a lot of people think his ceiling is maybe a three or four pitcher, which he's already hit the three pitcher. So I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that and say, you know, he's someone that can work his way up to a two. He really reminds me, if we're going to make a comparison here, to Marcus Stroman. One, because of the figure. He's 5'11", not the biggest guy. I think he's about 180 pounds. So, smaller guy, not quite as small as Marcus Stroman. Uh, but he's got that same kind of fire in him. You know, he's constantly having to prove people wrong, it seems. Uh, which doesn't make any sense because he does it every single year. But yet, there's still doubters out there. He did have a major league debut last year and he pitched in five games and the dude posted 2.15 ERA. you can't deny that small sample size yes but you can't deny that he was dominant in those five games really looking forward to see what he could do this upcoming season uh to continue with the statistics he also held batters to a 185 average in those five games as well very impressive start for him and like i said i'm, I'm really excited to see what the 25 year old can do he was part of that trade by the way to bring it back again with the dodgers 
that sent Josh Reddick and Rich Hill away. Which, <laughs> how's about that? Did you ever think that those two were going to be big gets halfway through the season? I no. They, but no. they weren't. They were at the time. They were they were big gets for the Dodgers, and they went ahead and said in Cotton, and now the A's are looking to gain some fortune off that trade with Cotton. Starting the season as the number three starter. He's the guy who stood out to me right away. There's a couple others. Amir Garrett of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we've talked about him on this show before, the lefty pitcher. He's someone to look forward to to see what he can do, especially with a Reds team that's rebuilding. He'll be one of those one of the first prospects you actually get to see on the roster, which is always exciting uh, because you know then you finally get to see, hey, the rebuild's here. It's happening. It's real. Here's the first guy that's going to lead the way. So he'll be fun to watch. And something else to note, and we're going to get into a lot about this team later. Actually, Dan, you are going to get a lot into this team. Am later. I really? You, you That's sure what's are. on the rundown the today? The Seattle Mariners. I just play this by ear. They had six of their top 30 prospects make the opening day roster, which was definitely... That's the most, isn't it? That is the most out of yeah. any team as far as the top 30 prospect goes. The Rockies were second best with four players, if I'm not mistaken. So, Seattle, they've had an interesting offseason. They made more moves than just about anyone. And they continue to prove that by calling up six of the top 30. So that's something to look forward to, too. But as far as specifics go, Cotton and Garrett are the two guys I'm looking at as far as opening day rosters. Speaking of opening day and opening week, anything stick out to you? Anything catch your eye? This isn't, I don't even want to just talk prospects here. Uh, if there's any time to also talk about major leagues, it's around this time, opening day. I'd probably say uh, around the All Star break, we could probably be even a little heavy. On Major League Baseball talk, of course, postseason and stuff like that. So just, it doesn't have to be Major Leagues, but anything in general, catch your eye once again uh, in terms of this opening week so far. Absolutely. First off, what was it for you? There was something very in particular that that caught me. Me too. So uh, I guess you want me to go first then? Sure. Let me first start by saying that it was a hell of an opening day. Uh, multiple walk-offs. You could feel the energy in every single game played. I got to sit down and watch about three or four different games, which was awesome. Baseball's back, and I think we couldn't be any more excited about it. And opening day was just as good as it gets. But the one thing, if you're going to ask me, that stood out for me, just in general, no prospects, just baseball in general, is Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo hits the game-winning home run in the bottom of the 11th inning for the Baltimore Orioles. And you know why? Now, regardless of the fact that it's you know a walk-off home run, which is good enough for me to point it out, right. but the fact that Mark Trumbull went so long without being signed. He led the league in home runs last year, and everyone sat there and said, no, this guy's not worth the money. And it, you could kind of say the Baltimore Orioles said that too because they weren't re-signing him right away. And then when it finally got to a point where he was willing to accept a lower deal, the Orioles jumped on it and said, all right, we'll take you back. And here he comes. Out improves it with a game-winning home run. He's still the power hitter we think he is. You know he's going to knock in, knock probably 40 home runs again, drive in just about 100, if not exceed 100 RBI. Awesome for Trumbo to go out and prove everyone wrong. And I really hope he gets the contract he deserves when that time comes around again. Wow. Well, that is not really where I was going. I was going with Madison Bumgarner. Well, the, the big story of the day, sure. Two home runs. Yep. And 11 Ks. If my memory serves me correct. You are correct. So I woke up. What happens a lot, I tend to fall asleep with a TV on from time to time. So when I wake up, it's typically on some type of highlight reel or news update, sport update, whatever have you. So basically I wake up. And then one of the first things I see as I'm like wiping my eyes, put the glasses on, I see that Madison Bumgarner happened to hit a home run. 
And then it continues. And then I happen to see that Madison Bumgarner hit two home runs. And then it goes to interviews with something from Bochi and then something from Bumgarner. And remember, I'm still kind of waking up. And they were both kind of a little ticked off. And I'm like, wow, guys, like, you just probably won a baseball game. Like, what's wrong? And then they had also mentioned how he was dominant on the mound before going to the interviews. And then they go to the final score, which was, oh, by the way, they blew it in the ninth. Two yeah. home runs. You want to talk about helping your cause. Wow. Yeah. But How good is he? He's a he's a freaking pinch hitter for the team when he's not on the mound. Yeah, I mean. That's how freaking you good you are. The guy can hit. It's absolutely unbelievable. Anyways, we need to get to one of these segments. And it's all, it's also very important that we hit on our three up, three down segment this go around. Because shortly, at least we are, also, we are in the works of doing this and everything is looking promising. We have not one. But I want to say two interviews that are coming up on future episodes. So that being said, it's very important that we get our 3-up-3-down three three in this episode because it's going to be a little more spread out as the baseball season continues. Yeah, well, So it might be the last 3-up-3-down three three for a few episodes. Whether or not even the interviews uh, take place at a quick pace or not doesn't really matter because I f- see a lot of other things working into the production here on the Diamond of the Rough podcast. Yeah, hopefully we'll get those in for the next two episodes for the listeners and for us because they would be really exciting interviews. We won't give a, we won't leak anything, but definitely some good names we'll get on the podcast. Yes, so stick around for that and stick around for the remainder of this podcast. We have about 15 more minutes to go. We finished about half the show, so how we like to close the show out, we're going to do three up, three down, then we're going to transition into the dose email questions that we were asked so sam three up three down this is all you man oh you're we're going first, to national huh? league first yes national oh league man first. i didn't think you're getting me first okay i'm ready uh yeah so we're still in the west i think we each have two teams wow, wow, two teams left including today which for me would be the san diego padres as you know by now i'm the national league i'm gonna get right into it the obvious prospect dan there are three names for the san diego padres that you could have put as the obvious prospect and i would have said okay for each one of the three. It would not bother me any way whatsoever if you were to pick any one of these people because they all deserve it. And you can all you can make the argument for any one of them. Um, for me, actually, let me give you the three first. So uh, Manny Margot, who is the number one prospect according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, then there's Anderson Espinosa, who they got from the Red Sox, their top pitching prospect. And then there's Hunter Renfro, the power hitter who made the opening day roster. Um, who who do you think? I, I think you already know who I picked, didn't you? Yeah, I got the rundown right in front yeah, of you. Got the rundown. All right. Well, I picked Hunter Renfro. Spoiler alert: You picked Hunter Renfro. I mean, is that how spoiler alert works? Yeah, yeah, Remember? yeah, yeah. yeah. It, because we know what spoilers are around here. Okay. Anyways, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I did go with him, uh, mainly because he did make the opening day roster, and I think he's going to have an instant impact. Uh, and I think he's the power hitter that can sit behind Will Myers this year and really show that the San Diego Padres are not just some easy win anymore. So I picked him mainly because he's the obvious prospect right now. Margot is on his way, and he'll be there before you know it. I think Margot would be the majority pick uh, for Padre fans out there if you had to pick one prospect name. Um, and it totally makes sense. He's a five-tool player, and, and Renfro is you know, more so a power hitter more than anything else. He had four home runs in just 11 games last year. So you know the guy can do it. He's a 40-plus home run hitter in the making. Uh, Like I said, he's going to hit behind Will Myers, probably in the cleanup spot. He's going to be super fun to watch this year. 
That's why I can't wait for it. He's going to pull a lot of balls to left field. But you know what? He has the capability to hit the other way too, uh, which is great to find, especially in a young player. So I expect him to have a, a huge impact, obviously, because if you listen to the last episode, Dan, Hunter Renfro was my National League Rookie of the Year prediction. Yeah, that's right. I don't listen to you when you talk, but yeah, that, that's exactly who you You are picked. such an ass. God, I Dan, tried. I you tried. are such an ass. That's right. Come on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I do remember that. I do remember <laughs> that, that. That's right. All right. Well, I'm just trying to put you on the, the bad guy side for all of our listeners. You know, I'm trying to gain... Good gain, cap, bad I'm trying, cap. To, I'm trying to gain some fans here. That's fine. Are but, you going with bust or diamond in the rough next? I'm going to go bust. I always go... I, I always, if you've noticed, I always go obvious, bust, oh, and yeah, diamond in right. the rough. Yeah, you end on a I'll good switch note. it up blah, one day. Blah, 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 I'll switch blah, blah, blah. it up one day. Okay. I'm going to be pretty quick with this one, though. Okay. The bust, Donovan Tate. Okay. Don't yeah. know. Don't know. Once again, I never know... I. I never know who. Well, you, he you was pick. a third overall pick in 2009, out good. of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, born in 1990, that makes the guy 26 years old now. Yeah. And he's <laughs> here, here. Let me keep it simple. Ready? Sure. He never even had a glimpse at Double A. He has only ever pay, played in rookie ball, low A, and high A. Uh, he's never had the chance to hit Double A, which just goes to show. He never can make that leap out of single A. Like, a lot of guys out there can't. And year after year, he seemed to be on the injury bug. He only played over 100 games one season in 2012. Yeah, that's my phone ringing behind. I'm, I'm just going to say it how it is. Yeah, I have the, I have keep, the headphones yeah, on Yeah, right just now. keep it. Just Maybe it's your girlfriend trying because, to call you denied, the, yeah. because you denied her calling your cell phones. <laughs> You're in the doghouse. You're probably oh, right. Oh, man. You're probably right. You are in the doghouse. I will be soon enough, but I'm going to continue on before I get Ooh. put in the doghouse. Man, no yeah. date night for Sam on the weekend. Nope. Anyways, Donovan Tate. Yeah, I'm going to keep it that. His numbers were awful. Career 226 hitter, 331 on base percentage, stole a few bases in his career, uh, 62 steals on 92 attempts. Not the guy the Padres thought he would be, especially for a third overall pick. Uh, that's someone you have a lot of hopes for. Uh, he was a center fielder. I guess I should have mentioned that. The He actually elected to hit free agency a few years ago, and the Angels did pick him up. But last year, take a guess at what the Angels did. They got rid of him. They sure they get did. Rid of him. They said, peace out. And he's not made a return since then. And at 26, Yikes. and with not even a double A under his belt, I can't see it happening. He's the easy bust for the San Diego Padres. Uh, by the way, honorable mention, 2004, first round draft pick for the Padres, Matt Bush. Ah, okay, yes. But I couldn't pick that him. That name I do remember. I couldn't pick him because, you know, he was like the biggest bucks bust of all time. And then he had, he's recently had the miraculous comeback, you know, the Josh Hamilton-esque type of deal. So you got to give the guy credit. He, Josh Hamilton. Well, he formed any. himself from a hitter to a pitcher, and that's not easy to do. And he's gotten his life together. together. Uh, bad for the Padres because they don't get to see the benefits from it. The Texas Rangers do. But couldn't make him my boss. I just couldn't do it. Uh, you know, I feel for the guy too much. Uh, moving on to my diamond in the rough for the Padres. Easy pick. Usually it takes me a while to find a diamond in the rough because you really want to hit the right guy. You know what I mean? No. You know, you know what I'm saying, Dan? You're the research man. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, this makes sense. All right. Well, you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should keep it simple like that. Sometimes yeah. simple is better than it's thinking better. too much keep like it I simple, do sometimes. Stupid. It's, come on. But diamond in the rough, Jose Torres, another guy who made the opening day roster actually. Uh, I think he's the 16th prospect for the Padres. I'm not looking at it. I don't have it right in front of me. It's somewhere around there. Uh, he's a left-hander. He actually was signed as a 16-year-old in 2010 by the Oakland A's, 
which anytime a 16-year-old is signed uh, by a major league team, I take it as a good sign because if you're that talented that young... It means you have a lot of talent. It means yeah, you have the raw capability. Yeah, raw, that's... No, it's exactly raw. And that either is going to go one end of the spectrum or the other. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not a starter. He's a reliever. Uh, he's already had... He did play a little bit last year. Found some success. But more than that, I'm looking to this year because the Padres don't have a closer. So here he is making the open day roster. He impressed enough to be a solid reliever last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the future for him is the future closer of the Padres. Not right now, uh, but I think he'll make his way as a setup man and continue to grow. And if he grows there, eventually, at least by the end of this season, uh, you'll be you'll be seeing Torres close out a few games, which is awesome for him. This guy who signed at 16 years old. And you, know, you, know, you look forward to seeing time. what he could do. So, and it says a lot for a guy like him to make an opening day roster uh, from the Major League Club. So, he's my diamond in the rough. Dan, I've talked enough. I need to hear about these funky Seattle Mariners and what the hell they're doing over there. That's why you're the head of the research department, because you come locked and loaded every single time. Me? Keep it simple, lot, Sam. You know that. Love to keep it simple. If you were to go check out the Mariners and what their prospects are all about, some pretty decent ones. But the man... The what do we like to call him here on the show again? The can't miss, the can't miss guy, the number one rated prospect in their system via MLB.com, Kyle Lewis. Here's one of the main reasons why. Not only is he can hit for power and can hit for contact, above average power, scouting grade comes in at 60. He also passes what everyone likes to call the eye test. Everybody okay. knows about the eye test. He has the physical physique, 6'4. 210 pounds, only 21 years of age, raw skill, good arm. He doesn't have the fastest cleats in the minor leagues, but he can run average speed, big physical. I like that. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Just standing tall to plate, young man. He was drafted last year, right? Yes. No, yeah, I I, I remember. He's, yeah, after the last year's draft. First round, 11th overall. His name started getting thrown out there as one of the best names from the draft, which is ironic being the 11th overall pick. He did tear his ACL shortly after making his pro debut. Oh, that's never good, but I guess rather happen sooner rather than later, right? Yeah, hey, repair it. You're still young, and you know what? Good power, raw power. You know what you have to do? Hit the ball over the fence, you just trot around the bases. How about that? So now, when I was looking into my diamond in the rough... Sam might have been a little upset with this, but... Looking, I'm upset at everything you're doing yes, today, Dan. Looking through the prospect system, I was almost going to pick Boog Powell <laughs> because his name is Boog. And then his said, last name is Powell. <laughs> yes. And then I settled on Paul Fry <laughs> because his last name was Fry. <laughs> see, see, Sam, this is why... The research I, is really simple. You yes. Know, I, I, I this think is I, why I love doing this show. I can appreciate it. Hey. I can appreciate it. No, but okay, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit with why I chose Fry. Basically because left-handed pitcher, and not only because his last name is Fry, and that would be an awesome jersey to have, but Mariners Minor League Relief Pitcher of the Year in 2015. Ooh. I, I think it's... What do you? Yes, is that a sarcastic sound effect? No, I'm just, I'm just. I think that's a very nice note. They didn't know. It's that something, is. That's something. It's something that you would maybe want to know about a pitcher in your system. Granted, it was two years ago, but it's still somebody who's won the award, and it's still somebody who has average to above average stuff. The only thing really hindering him and keeping him in the minor leagues at this point, I would think, is his control. He has below average control. 
But yeah, so you can take your ooh and go shove it because I think I did fantastic research. Now, this one, you're really going to agree with me here. Second overall pick out of Virginia in 2011, Daniel Alexander, goes by Danny, Holtzen, number two overall pick. Sam, do you know what he's doing now? I'll give you a hint. He's out of baseball. Is he frying some fry somewhere with Mr. Fry himself? Uh, <laughs> you really reach for that yeah, one. You know what? I had, I'll it, tell you this. I had it in my mind. It didn't work. I'll tell you this. You know how many pitches he's thrown in the major leagues? This is at least according to baseball reference. Pitches? Yes. Like how many pitches, pitches has oh, he boy. thrown in the major league? Uh, Once again, according to baseball reference. Under 100, which is an absurd number. Under right? one. It's under one. Under, he's, under one? Yes. Like he, the number one. He's accumulated zero MLB stats. What the hell happened? Uh, well, I'll tell you what happened. His minor league set, he did pitch in the minors. He had a 14-9 record in four seasons in minor league baseball. He had a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 2.1, 88 walks in the minor league career, 186 Ks, and 169 and two-thirds innings pitched. So basically, just shy of 170 innings, 37 games, 3.45, as everybody's probably wondering, ERA. Basically what happened is, Sam just didn't work out that's why we have this show because sometimes even though you are the second how many times and we've probably mentioned this before and now dan gets to go on a tangent we talk about these guys we get find a bust every single time for instance when we when we started here i even said maybe the bust is na when i was doing my research but the thing is you can always found you can always find a bust and within the system if you go five to ten years back you can Look and find a guy who was drafted in the first round, maybe even within the top five, in this case, top two, and still a bust, because that's just baseball, baby. There's way too many draft picks for there not to be a bust on every single, multiple busts on every single team. But we also like to stick to the first round, and it's really good of if course. you stick to the top 10, actually. Top 15, top 20 is fine, but basically, and this man, he made a lot of money. Now, this is according to Wikipedia. His deal was worth a minimum $8.5 million. This is when he signed his contract over five years with a $6.35 million signing bonus. It's a lot of money for no pitches. Yes. So he made eight over $8 million for zero pitches. He did have shoulder injuries in 2011, it says here. Labrum, labrum and rotator cuff. He had to have surgery to repair those. So that probably, eh. So he's going to sell to 2017, according to this fantastic website, to finish his degree, and then he will attempt a baseball comeback, according to Wikipedia. Well, look. Wow, that's so a, he's wow. the next Matt Bush. But uh, he he wants minus all the he wants to other be stuff Matt Bush did. Yes, he <laughs> wants to be the next Matt Bush minus all the other stuff Matt Bush did. Yes, a lot of yeah. Yes. So now we get to go to the emails, correct? I have them right here in the inbox. Yes, fans, I'm we telling do. you, Diamond of the Rough Podcast at Gmail I think we've just about gotten to all the emails ever sent to us, right? <laughs> yes, we have. Which, <laughs> pretty close to which it. Which is a total of five. We're, is it, so, no, isn't it more? Maybe? We clean out the inbox. No, we, Not yeah. like there's much to clean out, no, but we clean no, it out. No, we had three the, uh, that we did one episode. We have two today. I thought there was... Okay. Uh, but hey, that being said... It doesn't matter. We get to them as the point. Yeah, send us an email at diamondtheroughpodcast at gmail.com. We okay. will answer any question. This one coming from a yahoo.com... Well, I guess I could say the name too, right? I don't have to be that say, confident. No, yeah. Jackson. From, I'll just say Jackson from a yahoo.com. Uh, 
What, okay, here it is. Who is your favorite baseball prospect? Oh, Braves prospect. Who is? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jackson. I'm butchering your question. Who is your favorite Braves prospect not named Dansby Swanson? That's, That's a, a great question. I think, yeah. Is that why you, well, I was going to say, is that why you picked it out of the email list, but... It's because well, those are the it's only because two it's the had. only two that were in there. It's the only two that I think that's why I picked it. Okay, well, for, I'll let you, Dan. I'll let you kind of tackle this first. Who? Give me a name, and then I, I've got a name in mind. So I kind of just don't like that he goes to arguably. Well, he's Danzy Swanson's probably a top five favorite prospect of mine, even though he won't be uh, considered a rookie in about the next ten game or two games or so. Well, so. yeah, right. He was one at bat away. He was one at bat away. Include from last year that adds on. Right? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I mean, his on. his question was his question. I'm gonna go with Sean Newcomb. I like that pick. Do you really? Yeah, no. I I actually think Newcomb has a lot of potential. The I'm, Braves have a lot of arms in their system right now. I'm gonna I'm going to give you two main reasons. One, he's top five in their in their farm system. Two, okay, maybe three. Two, he's a lefty. I like a lefty. And three. He has a power fastball and above average curveball. And there's nothing more. That sounds like a really lethal strikeout combination, but that's also like the funny type of strikeout. You know, like when there's pitchers out there and they're just carving somebody up and maybe they're throwing a good change and a nice breaking ball here and there. But when you could throw a plus plus fastball and you have a really solid curveball to go with it, then you're making somebody look silly. When That's a lot of swinging and missing. A lot of swinging and misses, yep. Yes. And like fun. You could just throw a hook on somebody and. Sit down. You're going, going. Go find a nice warm seat on the bench, or you could throw 95. He's touched 99, but or you could just throw an above average fastball right by him, and they have no chance. Throw it at eye level. Sit down. See you later. I think the first pick to I think of. I think that most think of when uh, when you hear the Atlanta Braves farm system. Past Swanson, that is, is Ozzy Albies. Yeah, um, but he plays the field. He's not going to be striking anybody out with a 95-mile-per-hour no, no, so I win. He's just so – uh, hold on. I, I, I think Albies is obviously a guy you need to look out for. Uh, he'll be sitting at the top of the order before you know it. He's a great prospect in the making. Um, top 15 on the, on the prospect list if you want to go that far. But he's not the name – I'm going to focus in on, I want to dig a little deeper even for you, Mr. Jackson and go Luis Gohara. I'm also going to pull out a pitcher out okay. of this deal. There's, we've talked about him before, if you remember. So you unofficially just used two names. Yeah. Okay. I'm, gi- I'm, giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving Jackson 200% here. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Luis Gohara, the 20-year-old, he was a part of the trade with the Seattle Mariners. Um, right, Not too long ago, I want to say maybe month, two months ago, uh, he was part of that big deal that included Malik Smith and others. And a part of that weird deal, you remember, where the Mariners turned around and then traded Malik Smith to the Rays. Uh, but Luis Goharo was the big grab for for the Atlanta Braves. As he was signed in 2012. He's only 20 years old right now, though. And the lefty, I actually got to watch him last year because uh, he was playing with the Clinton Lumberkings, part of the Midwest League with the Cougars. And the guy, wow, he was awesome. He's a big force on the mound. Um, his fastball, you, you just can't touch it. You want to talk about a guy who's a flamethrower. You think Newcomb is. Gohara is right there with him, maybe even better. He doesn't have a curveball. He's a lefty with a slider, how typical. Uh, but the thing about a lefty with a slider is every time he throws it at a right-handed batter, it looks like it's starting outside, and then it comes in to the point where you think you're going to get hit with the ball, and then boom, strike three. So your guy's going to get a lot of guys swinging. Yes. Gohara's going to get a lot of guys looking. So we kind of got both ends of the spectrum right there, which is pretty cool for the two lefties. He's a bigger guy, like I said, on the mound. 
And that's well, his profile picture. That is a mean. It is. We're face. looking at yeah, he is a mean cow. face. He's a scary wow. looking dude. No, I I remember that him, guy looks mean. I remember him very specifically Ooh. from last season because when he's out, you remember there, a man's face. His presence. You always is known. remember a man's face, right? His pre- What I mean by that is his presence is known when he's on the mound. He makes sure every batter, you know, he strikes fear into the eye of every batter, uh, especially with how fast he's throwing. He still has a few years to to really brew though. With the Braves, and I think the Braves, where they're at... Brew like a good craft beer. Exactly. Yes. I think that's exactly where they need him to be, because the Braves being the top farm system in the league right now, according to a lot of sources, um, they have time. They have plenty of time to get exactly where Gohara needs. So, Jackson, that's who I'm rolling with. Well, I'm glad you checked with your sources, and I'm glad you gave Jackson 200%. Now, this one going to Gmail account, Dave. Best, you're going to have to take this one over. Best sleeper in fantasy baseball on the top 100 prospect list. Sam is dying over here. Well, I love Sam do you, is do you, dying. Actually, I don't know this about my own co-host. Do you play fantasy baseball? How do I not know this? Do you play fantasy baseball? Um, we've been over this Have many times. Yes, we, I don't you, play you don't fantasy play. baseball. No. Okay, well, I do. The last, time I, the last time I played fantasy baseball, uh, I think Barry Bonds was still a possible draft pick. So... But by so traffic, never. I mean I mean like for my baseball team. Right. No, that's, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love fantasy baseball. I play every year. It's um doesn't shock me. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm you know it, it's so much. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. Um, that's so. I mean, you can't really. I look. can't, Dave. I'm going to tell you this now, Dave. Before Sam goes, I'm sorry, but I I just I really just can't even help with this question. I, I'm going to try. Well, here's the thing. I bet, Dansby Swanson. We'll have to look. Well, we're going to have to. <laughs> look at when the email was sent because i have a feeling this email was sent before uh opening day because he was probably waiting on his draft and was hoping to get some advice so first off sorry sorry for not helping you at all yeah thanks but no thanks but maybe you could get some kind of free agent we can just end the show now no i I haven't even given the guy any names yeah you can't i mean you're gonna have to look at isn't there's like free agency and stuff like that right well yeah all the only names that are gonna get drafted in a fantasy draft right now are gonna be swanson attendee swanson and maybe Glass now. Maybe. He would be a late-round pick. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of rookies you could pick up because as you wait for them to make their MLB debut. Um, so those guys, yeah, I think Glass now is the first guy I look at. Um, someone who could be interesting. This is really a push, but if you're looking for that really big sleeper, Chance Cisco of the Baltimore Orioles. Cisco. Yeah, Chance right. The catch seat. They signed Wellington Castillo. And you Castillo. now know the dog song and I <laughs> from do kn- Cisco. Yes, okay. I do. I do know yes. that song. But Wellington Castillo was signed to a two-year deal. I the, There's no way the Orioles are committed to him. Chance Cisco is the next guy in the that's waiting to really come up and be the starter. So look to him once he look. finally makes some starts yes. to maybe get some playing time and really play well. He could be a big, big sleeper for you. I wouldn't pick him up right away. He's going to be hanging around. But here's a good one. Actually... Depending on, because Dan, as you don't know, fantasy I baseball, complete. I, it's com, it's a totally different. It's so crazy. It's a different beast. It depends on your league and how they play. Because okay. everyone plays completely differently, which completely there's changes no, game plans. There's no standard. There's no standard game plan you can really well, go Dave, with. Dave, you got to give us more information, Dave. I, I need to know what kind of, you know, yeah, what he's playing. Email us back, Dave. This is ridiculous. But I'm, I am going to throw one more name out there for him. Malik Smith who we've already mentioned once, okay. um, had a good opening day. He laid down a nice bunt. The dude is just lightning speed fast. Had a great opening day. Laid down a look, really good bunt. Look, no, he did. 
He 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 moved, you know, he's the kind of guy who's going to move runners over, who's going to make those bunts into singles, and he's going to steal a lot of bases. Which, if, if that means something in fantasy baseball, then well, go it does because it, it's hard. It's hard to find a, a player who can steal bases and also add to OPSs and averages. And, and Malik Smith is someone who can maybe assist you with that. So look to him in free agency. Uh, if you need someone who's going to boost up your stolen base ratio every week, uh, he's one to look at. So those are two names I'll throw at you. But Dave, come back to us. Yeah. especially midway through the season, and let us know how the hell you're playing because I, I, I can't really help you too much unless I know exactly what statistics we need to be looking at here. All right, well, we got to roll. Sam has to call his girlfriend before he gets in major trouble. You're right, I do. Yes, and then it's going to wrap it up. We can't make any promises in terms of the interviews. What we can say is interviews are coming up. Spoiler alert, it might be the next episode that's not really that's, we that's don't the know. hope we that's the goal how the hell spoiler let's work in this show we're gonna wrap it up hope everybody who listened in not only listened the whole time to hear us banter back and forth and hear sam get super upset at me for not being as researched <laughs> as uh not doing my research as he has i i think i did great i think we did great dan we always do you're great a scholar that was the diamond in the rough you're podcast we'll catch you next week